Facebook famously determined that if a new member invited 10 friends within 14 days, they were hooked for life. So they focused religiously on driving the user experience to this key metric. If you apply this product-based approach to B2B sales, then you can identify those users that are ready to talk. And this method is known as the Product Qualified Lead, or PQL. So if you sell in a freemium, open source, or trial model, then the PQL method is critical to give your sales team visibility into who is ready to talk. So talk to your data team, or better yet, partner with Whaler's team of data scientists to develop a PQL model tailored specifically for your business. You'll be empowered by knowing exactly when a user is ready to convert. To see specific examples, go to getwhaler.com forward slash Andy. That's G-E-T-W-H-A-L-R dot com forward slash Andy. And as a bonus, if you sign up to learn more about Whaler and PQLs, then Whaler will send you their optimized two-page master services contract that you can leverage for your own business free of charge. It's time to accelerate. Hi, this is Andy. Welcome to another edition of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Now, before we get to the show, Bridget and I have a favorite ask of you. Really appreciate it. If you took time right now to leave a review for this show on iTunes, and while you're there, click the button, subscribe to Accelerate, make sure you get Frontline Friday automatically each week. Also, we need to hear from you. More specifically, we need your sales questions. I mean, what can we answer for you? What challenges do you have that we can help you with? So go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline and enter your question there. Each month, we're going to select one listener's question to be the question of the month. And the winner will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. So remember, go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline to give us your question and maybe win 50 bucks. So Bridget, how are you today? Andy Paul. Yes. Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. fantastic. Doing fantastic. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to disappoint. I'm doing great. We would all be concerned if you were less than fantastic. I know. I know. Thankfully. We'd have to. Thankfully, I don't. Everybody can rest easy. Mm-hmm. It would be a, a bad sign for the world, I think. Ah, oh, I know. What a devastation. It would be. I mean, it's a, a portent of, of horrible. Well, <laughs> of horrible things. Well, luckily. If you can stay fantastic over the last year. I know, the world but is listen, still in good shape. I know, but let's not talk politics. Oh, okay. Well, gosh, I wasn't, even, <laughs> I wasn't even talking politics. I was. Everything else goes with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. So, I mean, as we sit here recording this, which is about a month of when it's actually going to air, um, yeah, we're in the midst of this huge, well, I was going to call it scandals. I mean, it's it's beyond that. It's It's, it's you know... Not a hardly a half day goes by before some powerful person is revealed to have done behaved abominably toward toward a woman that either worked for them or worked with them or whatever. Is this you know not to end the year since our last episode of the year on a, a down note? But is this something you've encountered in sales? You know, from a customer, a prospect. I remember my sister and her first oh, job out of college. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Multiple times. Yes, many times. I hear these and I'm dismayed, but boy, am I not surprised. It's so, the reason, it's interesting, we're hearing so much about it, but 
it's not a surprise. The floodgates have just opened where people are speaking up and have a, I, I guess, maybe feeling like there's this window where they'll be believed and taken seriously and... Well, hopefully it's not, not a window. I mean, hopefully, and that's a, a one thing I was reading uh, about yesterday. You know, it's just a, move, a movement or a moment, and hopefully it's a movement. I, I hope it's a movement, not a moment. But you don't know. Like, I hope it's a movement and not a moment. But it's it's not obviously new. I don't think any women are not surprised these are coming out. It's just like when it doesn't matter who it is. Yes, it is common. We have yes, it's very very common. Very common, and have and I know or women customers, have, both, or both, both, both colleagues, customers, bosses. It, it run it runs the gamut. Yeah, runs I mean, the just... gamut. And, and I think it's just um, as a woman, you kind of always have to be on guard, and. Be careful not to put yourself like in certain situations and all without, you know, removing names to protect the Mm -hmm. not innocent, to protect Mm -hmm. the guilty. Um, I had a boss once where I told his secretary, his admin, don't schedule any time with me ever with him after uh, lunchtime. Because he drank lunch? drank at lunch, he would want to go out for a drink, let's go. It didn't matter. Just even if he didn't drink at lunch, it, it just, it, it just got into inappropriate. It, it, and I, so I just had the rule, don't do it after lunch because uh, she would look on my calendar and there were a few situations like, well, the only time he's available is at five o'clock. So he just wants to go have a drink at the intercontinental. It's like, oh, jeez. Mm. It only took one time to do that. And I, I just said, I'm not, I'm not going to, and nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happened at that time, but I'm older and this happened. Um, you know, I wasn't 25. Let's put it that way. When I was 25, I didn't know as much. And so I would think, okay, well, the boss or the CEO mm-hmm. wants to go, I'll just go have a drink. Like you can get yourself into, into, those situations where now I just know, yeah, no, I'm just not doing it after that. I'm not, I just tell them I'm not available. My calendar's busy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I remember my, my sister, um, when she first started after college, her first job in sales, working for a large uh, farm implement company. And she was, her job was to support dealers in, you know, agriculture, you know, tractor dealers in um, North Dakota, if I remember correctly, in parts of Montana. And, yeah, it was just constant for her. You know, young woman, you know, 22 years old, out driving these long distances between these dealerships. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, the stories are just sort of one after another. So, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it makes you sort of wonder. It's like, okay. As my wife said the other day, she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm packing it in if there's a story about Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, I know. You know I are, know. At that point, are there no, no more heroes left? I mean, it's... It's uh, it's so funny. Well, and, and we probably all have those... We probably all, you know, have those figures. I think... 
the good news is, is there are some really amazing, very just like everybody's not like that. So there I, as I've had bad examples, I've also had some really exceptional examples of, of be them bosses, colleagues, mm-hmm. um, customers of the opposite sex where never had to worry about it. You know, like yeah. they they just, it didn't matter. And that's kind of what, and, and luckily there's more of those than the other. And that's kind of what, just what, I don't know. I just got, I just got used to it and thought, you know what, and every, I'm just going to be careful in every situation. I'm not going to assume ahead of time and just don't put myself in those situations. Yeah. Well, period. No, a, right. What a horrible way to have to go through, <laughs> go through your life having to say, I have to think, you know, as opposed to a man who don't have to think about, you know, whether they're consciously putting themselves in a situation or not, uh, you know, or they'd be unsafe. So, Hopefully, yeah. You know, people, if you listen to this, you know, treat people with respect. Um, you know, the year this is sort of a, a year-end review show, and you know, one of the big themes this year because a lot of this, you know, the big press about this particular topic really started with examples in Silicon Valley this year. You know, before it hit some, you know, obviously there was, you know, who who sits in the White House and some of the early stuff this year after you know election, but yeah, you know, a lot of the big press, you know, things coming out of the valley. Yeah, entertainment industry. It's like, yeah, it's just hopefully I said a movement and in a few years, yeah, we've reached a point where this becomes something that doesn't have to be dealt with uh, on such a a daily basis. Do you know it's funny when when that story first broke, I think the one that sort of, you know, the floodgates opened around Uber. Mm-hmm. And I was in Tel Aviv at the time and uh the CEO had shared it with me and said, what do you think about this? And I said, happens all the time. Nothing's going to happen. I just said, happens all the time. Like I, I, I read it and thought, yeah, big deal. That happens all the time. Why is anybody going to pay attention now? So I was very pleasantly surprised. Like he said, no, no, no. I think this is different. I think like there's more around it. I don't know why now it's been paid attention to. I don't think people are just speaking up now. Like I think people have spoken up, but I, I'm not sure why now I'm super happy it's now, but I remember that coming out and just thinking, uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me something I don't already know. Tell me something we don't already encounter. So it's just. Well, I think the great thing in the case of, of Uber, you yeah. know, given that it's an app that sits on our phone, that, that, you know, a large, large number of us have on our phones or used to have on our phones is, yeah, I know many people that still refuse to use Uber because of that. And, and maybe Andy, maybe that's why it maybe the power that we have as individuals to, to make noise on social media, to say, no, I'm not like we can, uh, we can actually affect like Uber, for example, there we we can affect what happens with them, and maybe because there's a bit more power that we have collectively with social media and some of these other things, maybe that's why now it's become mm-hmm. something where before it was harder to just it, it come together and 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 right. have a collective a collective voice that had any um, teeth. 
behind yeah, it. Well, I, th- I think that's, you know, as we move forward, I think that's um, certain things are going to come up. I think that we're going to find are, are also not necessarily in, in this case in terms of, of sexual harassment, but um, yeah, what if, <laughs> you know, I think Facebook, Twitter, people that need to take accountability for how their tools are used that could have an impact on our democracy, for instance, you know, is, is it, you can almost foresee that there's a movement where people say, look, you know, we're, we're fed up. You know, people are using these tools to manipulate institutions that are really dear to us. And, you know, you, the, the providers of those tools aren't stepping up to, to uh, be held accountable for how it's being used. It's, I think this is, a, you know, we're talking about past year, future years, you know, that could be, a, I think, a trend in, in 2018 and beyond that, that um, would be very different. You know, I just sort of on a on a related note, one of the requests I get most often is, can you introduce me to uh, a female sales leader? Can you introduce me to a female executive? Can you introduce me to a female? And sort of along, you know, along the topic that we're talking about. For the purposes of? Hiring them. We don't have enough candidates. We don't have candidates. We don't have people. People don't don't want to do this. There's not a big enough candidate pool. We can't get them. They... And you look at it in light of some of these things, and I know it's not specific to sales, but I think sales does also struggle with often kind of a bro culture, and mm-hmm. the language is very male and and yeah, I mean, I, laden, yes, uh, yeah, and I find myself using uh, terms that uh, like I, I'm I've been doing it for so long, but uh, one of the things that I think about a lot is how how do we make these environments and if we want to just keep it to sales how do we make these environments um ones that women will thrive in and they won't thrive if they don't feel safe mm-hmm. they won't thrive if they feel like this is a broy culture and uh, and they're on the outside s- looking in and on that they'll just say i'm going to choose i'm going to choose something else I'm going to choose something else that maybe has at least more women that I can talk to or know or be on the lookout. And so I, it's something that I, I, and you and I've talked on the show about women in sales and kind of what needs to be done, but that continues to be, that continues to be something that is um, just on my mind quite a bit, because I think it can be a wonderful profession but it's still we still have a ways to go to yeah. make it like but there i mean the data that exists and such you know people know i'm <laughs> a skeptic of sort of easy facts that are presented because you know it doesn't oftentimes continue or contain all the variables that that have an impact on it. but there have been some studies you know data coming out saying that you know on roughly comparable terms that they see women perform actually better than men in sales and if that's the case even assuming it's just equal then you're crazy if you're a hiring manager that you're not prioritizing bringing more women into the profession but they can't find them well i know and so but what the steps they can take right i mean we all have to take some responsibility i mean every time 
and this still exists, right? You know, we've talked about this before on the show. Is somebody's got a job opening, and let's say we want a hunter closer, you know, aggressive extrovert. Well, if you're shaping the job description in such a way that, first of all, is completely meaningless in terms of anything that has to do with the success of the potential of the of the candidate, using terms like that, which I said are irrelevant. But if you shape it in such ways, then you're telegraphing a message to potential candidates that, to your point, it's kind of a broy a broy sales culture. And so there are little things that all hiring managers can do to. Yeah, you know, not sort of set the stage to be perceived as, yeah, yeah, this is, I don't want to do that because that sounds very male-dominated. Because, to your point, I mean, you and I have both been in sales for a long time. It's incredibly rewarding on multiple levels, right? It's not just the monetary. That's sort of the last thing you and I talk about. It's just an intellectual challenge, the stimulation, meeting and learning new, meeting new people, learning new things. Um Gosh, why wouldn't you want to encourage as many smart, intelligent, capable people as you can to come into that profession? Well, I think it is a good point to look at our, you know, job descriptions. I think that's a, I think that's a really, definitely an important one. Oftentimes, even when I've had job descriptions that are just more gender friendly, either gender friendly. I still don't get a lot of women because they know what the job, I mean, they know what the job is. Oh, it's a sales job. Okay. Yeah. Put whatever you want. But still, so I think it's a step. It's definitely a step. And I think it's an important step. Um, but there's, there's more. Another thing that I hear a lot, whenever I get the rogue woman, like that'll apply for a job or it, 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 let's say it's even on the executive team. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the only w- female on our executive team right now, but when we've been interviewing for their positions, um, if there's ever a woman that gets to like the final stages, she invariably will say, God, it was such a good sign that I, that, that there was a woman on the executive team that made a big difference to me that there's mm-hmm. a woman there having a woman in a leadership position. Right. And it kind of that makes me sad because it's so rare. Yeah, and well, that's, I mean, yeah, it's rare. You know, unfortunately, at least in, I think, predominantly in a lot of startups, you know, the women who are in senior management tend to come from, you know, stereotypically sort of the HR side, right? Um, you know, we don't have enough in sales, marketing, engineering, you know, probably very, very few leading engineering teams. Um yeah, I mean it's it's a long path, but yeah. But we need to take steps. We need to take steps, and in sales, we can take the easy steps by, as you said, have gender friendly job descriptions, um, going above and beyond to try to bring women into the the sales force. You know, especially if, if you have entry level jobs, is yeah, you know, bring people in, train them up, give them an opportunity to succeed. Um, and you know, I know it's hard, so even now, right, with sort of the inside sales culture that exists, as you said, it you know, tends to be heavily male-oriented. It does. It is. And I... It doesn't need to be. I mean, I, it doesn't need it to be. De- it definitely doesn't need to, need to be. And I think just having that mix, I mean, there's one area of our sales that I always tell them, uh, this is like bro-row. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you guys got it. Let's get rid of bro-row. And there's, there's a woman in bro-row. Um... But I tell them, it's you guys, 
it's annoying the way you behave. <laughs> like, let's cut this. Right. We're never going to get, you know, female friendly here. So we also have a lot of discussions about it. Uh, we have a lot of very open discussions about it. And I just think the the mix is what's important. Having, you know, if, if it were all female, I'd be saying, why don't we get some men in here? I think it's the mix that makes it so rich and so powerful. I agree. So this is going to be sort of a shorter episode. So I wanted to move on to something else and not, you know, I think, oh, important okay. topic. But um, Good. just sort of sum up the year is, um, you know, what, what memorable happened for you in 2017? What are you looking forward to in 2018? Well, I think memorable in 2017 is I spent a lot of time in Israel. Mm-hmm. in 2017 and that was extremely memorable memorable from just the culture memorable for me learning and embracing a different way of doing things and a really warm people and it just i think for me it was super super enriching and mm-hmm. being part of this company uh logsio moving to boston uh, there was just there's just been a lot about this, like the changes. I had a lot of changes in 2017 that have been um, just amazing. Like it's one of the one of the reasons that sometimes change is hard, but embracing it and then trying to extract the good from it. Right. It's been a really rich year. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say to your point, I say. You say sometimes change is hard. I think change is always hard, but embracing it, as you said, is what enables you to extract from it the pleasure, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you make changes for a reason. Um, some of us do, right? I mean, some people are, are more forthright and aggressive, perhaps, about seeking change. But I don't know. I think if you're in sales, yeah, change is a constant. And so you better embrace it. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with it. So I would say that's, you know, kind of everything yeah. around it just the job and what it entailed in a new team and a new country and Very cool. living in a new city. Again, for the second time. Living in a new city round two. Yeah. V two. V two, Boston V two. Boston V two has been great. What yeah, about it's, you? It's I mean, it snowed yesterday. Here in New York on my run. I mean, you know, wow. one of my, as you know, one of my life's favorite things is either running in a tropical rain or running in the snow. <laughs> and it was it wasn't a Wow, <laughs> the really? Snow, oh, it came down for like four blocks. <laughs> so like from from uh gosh, from Third Avenue to Fifth Avenue, which People are going to say, that sounds like only two blocks, Andy. But in New York City, we've got Lexington and Park in between 3rd and 5th. And yeah, Madison, that's And long. Madison as well. Right. So, Lex Pack. So, right. um, yeah. It was just like a couple clouds had snow on it. And I was sitting there trying to pull my phone out while I was running and, and film it very unsuccessfully. But, uh, yeah. Life is good when it snows when you're running. So, uh, for me, 2017. Um, gosh. I think one of the one of the you know cool things that's so yeah you know, business continues to grow, uh, forming some new partnerships with people, launching some new ventures. You know that's 
that's been a lot of fun. I've got the new sales leadership accelerator mastermind group that I'm partnering Sounds with. Sounds amazing. Jocko Vanderkoy with, you know, partnering with somebody new. Um, yeah, you sort of got a, always a risk. Um, but, you know, in this case, you know, two extremely compatible personalities, so very different. And, and because I know both of you, yeah. I can say super different personalities. And I think that the... The, the well. compliment to each other is going to be amazing. Yeah, I think so. And really yeah, amazing. Yeah, and getting to know, you know, somebody new, it's like, you know, almost like, uh, you know, long lost brother type thing. So I think, you know, the partnership, that's really cool. That's new. Brought my son into the business to work for me. And work nice. With me to help launch another new venture we're launching early next year. That's been fantastic. So yeah, a lot of interesting things to sort of keep it fun and and keep us motivated uh you know new ventures and hopefully you know a lesson for people to listen here is you know i'm closer to the end of my career than the beginning as as people might have realized but that you know there's always new exciting interesting challenges to take on yeah and you know i was talking to a friend of mine oh, i dinner with him a month or so ago and you know he's talking about starting to plan retirement and shut it down and so on. I'm like, I mean, he's not at retirement age, but he's sort of planning ahead, but scaling back. And I'm just like, he doesn't get me. He looks at me and it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing more, right? Uh, taking on a lot of new things. And for most of my friends, yeah, they just don't, they don't get it. You know, for them, it's like, I don't start winding down. For me, I'm just winding up. So it's yeah. exciting. And look forward to 2018 for big things. So Yeah, I think I'm forever winding up. Yeah, I'd much rather be winding up than winding well, down. I know. Someday I always say, oh, I'm going to do less. I just don't think it's in my nature. Well, so it's, what would I do with myself? So well, that's, that's the question. The, I think one of the things about being in sales, part of what got me in sales was being just hugely competitive. Yeah. As my wife will attest. And, um, you know, not that I feel like I'm competing against anybody other than myself, just to you know, continue to expand and broaden my horizons and learn new things and do new things and, and challenge myself. It's, um, hey, that's what keeps you young. Uh, I hope so. I'm that's what I'm <laughs> counting on. Although I keep getting older, which is a bummer. Well, yeah, I don't pay attention. Okay. To so calendar. I'm trying to stay. I know we don't taste Yeah. Don't pay attention. To the, I, I think I, maybe I told you this already that I went to see uh, my, a, a new dentist here and he had said something about, God, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm still expecting to see the 30-year-old and I see this other old person <laughs> looking back at me in the mirror and I look at him I'm like, oh my God, that's me, that's me. Uh, what and I, I laughed. What I, what I, I see this, in those cases is I look in the eye, my eyes in the mirror and what I see is the 18-year-old me <laughs> hidden <laughs> saying, let me out of this body. <laughs> I'm uh, still here. Exactly. Let me out. Uh, no, so. I, can, I can totally appreciate that. All right. Friends who listen to the show on a regular basis, or even if you're just here on occasion, hey, we really appreciate your support. It's been a fantastic year. We're going to kick off uh, 2018 with, with a bang. And uh, hopefully you'll join us for, for that adventure as well. So, uh, happy new year, Bridget. Happy new year to happy, you. Happy and happy new year. I look forward to 2018. All right. We will talk to everyone on the flip side. All right. Take care. <laughs>